Hi, I'm Don Mackey, and welcome to the Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. This show is focused on providing strategies to empower community success and vitality. Each episode will feature interviews with cutting-edge rural development thought leaders and community practitioners, remarkable entrepreneurs from business, government, and nonprofits, and by sharing the learnings of E2 entrepreneurial ecosystems. Connect with me, learn more about E2, and subscribe to this show at energizingentrepreneurs.org. Welcome to this episode of Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. This is Don Mackey with E2 Entrepreneurial Ecosystems, and I will be your host for today's podcast. I welcome AJ and Rachel to the podcast. Welcome, folks. Thank you, Don. Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. You bet. I'm delighted. You are two of my favorite people. I think you're doing remarkable work, and so I think our audience is going to love to learn a little bit about who you are and the work you're doing. In E2 and our work across the country, including the project in Nebraska, as well as the one in Oregon, we use what we call entrepreneurial navigators. And these are individuals that work directly one-on-one with entrepreneurs. And so we're going to kind of delve into this from two perspectives. One of our guests is a navigator. Our other guest works with navigators. And so we'll kind of come at it from both in. So Rachel, let's begin with you. You are the government affairs specialist with the city of St. Helens, a remarkable landscape on the Columbia River in Oregon. But you're also a leader with St. Helens Grow, and Grow Folks stands for Growing Rural Oregon. It's an entrepreneurial communities initiative that is being strongly supported by the Ford Family Foundation. And so I have two questions. First, Just share a little bit with our audience about your background that has led you up to today, just so folks can get to know you a little bit. Okay, thanks for that, Don. It's always a journey, right? We all have (laughs) professional journeys, and I've served in various nonprofit and government leadership roles at the state and local level. Important to this initiative, I count myself as a nosy neighbor in our community. I have great opportunities to work with local business, troubleshoot particularly our internal government systems and connect to local resources. It was really a privilege to be identified as our local community coordinator for this ecosystem development work. Leading up to the training, I bring together folks from economic development sectors in our local community. I tend to serve as a convener. And coming into the training, I really do my best when I'm pushing boundaries and learning new things. Found the training really valuable. Content was practical. And the connection to people in the larger movement really broadened my thinking. It's great that I get to be this other duties as a signed person for our city. And when opportunities like this present themselves, I'm afforded the flexibility to take those opportunities. Yeah, I remember two things, Rachel, when we first met. One is you shared with me your resource map that you and the team had put together about the resources that's relevant to business in St. Helens. But also, I had the sense that once you began to hear about this, you were pretty motivated to get involved. So in your role as the city, how did you come about being the coordinator for St. Helens Entrepreneurial Ecosystem Building Project? Yeah, this really is. I am afforded quite a bit of flexibility. And I think my boss knows that when I'm passionate about something, best to direct me 
but to let me go there. You know, that's an important thing. And so much of my work at the city is as the relationship person. I'm very kind of outward facing. I tend to try and translate government speak for folks in our community. And as I said, I convene different groups. So convening all of those small business support partners or our larger economic development organizations. I'm also very fiercely strength-based and the model really resonated with me. I think you got that right away. Yeah, that's why I felt like, okay, we're going to have some fun in St. Helens and do some good work. Well, thanks for being my guest today. So AJ, it's your turn. And you actually have become the entrepreneur navigator in Cheyenne County. For folks who are not familiar, that's in the southern panhandle of Nebraska, clear out on the high plains and the Leeds city, but not the only one because your hometown's a different one, is Sydney, Nebraska. So share a little bit about your journey that's led you up to this point of becoming your community's entrepreneurial navigator. Yeah, you bet, Don. And thank you again for having me on. At the core of any role or position I've held has been customer service. My lengthy work history is very reflective of my mantra of how do you know if you like something if you haven't tried it yet? (laughs) I've dabbled in many industries and enjoy community involvement and volunteer opportunities, and all of which have helped me build character and a passion for people. As soon as I was of working age, I worked in various roles in restaurants, in a grocery store, country club, served as a merchandising director at baseball tournaments, After college, I moved to the Colorado Front Range and spent five years in retail management before having my first kid. And then I transitioned into being an agency manager for a non-medical home care company, and I worked for clients as well. When moving back to Nebraska, my hometown of Potter, which is, yes, a a village of Potter, (laughs) I worked at Cabela's Corporate in the merchandising department and later transitioned into learning and development for the merchandising department. And that included onboarding and training for new systems and program rollouts. And I was really excited about that role. When the company sold, I partnered to open and co-operate a power sports and camper dealership. And another pivot came with my second child. And I began working for a water service and drilling company as their office manager. So I had the opportunity to be at home with my kids part-time, and I took it. I was then available to help friends open their tap house in Potter, and I served as their manager over staff and inventory. And it was a really fun, exciting opportunity, and they're doing really well, just not quite two years in. I told myself I wouldn't go back to work until I found something that really fit me. And this role for the entrepreneurial navigator posted, and wow, it just felt like this description was written for me. I am so passionate about serving people and helping them succeed that this opportunity is going to allow me to do exactly that on a large scale and get paid. And I'm just super thrilled to be a part of it. I've always tried to help any company I've worked for level up whatever aspect that may be. There be their biggest cheerleader And now I have the privilege to do that for all of Cheyenne County, Nebraska. Absolutely. And so how many months in are you now since you took this position and how is it going? Just four and a half months. (laughs) It's been really exciting and overwhelming to learn about all the resources that are available to small businesses. 
there are so many programs and networks in existence, and I'm trying to inventory those resources and to better serve all of the entrepreneurs. Every client has a different need or request. So therefore having a large network is extremely important. And I mean, even though it's only been four and a half months, I've already been in contact with 30 entrepreneurs and that's without a full marketing campaign. So we're really onto something here. I certainly have a lot to learn, but that hasn't stopped me from helping people from day one. If I don't know the answer, I'll find it. And so I'm really focusing on building relationships with resource partners, both locally and statewide, as well as creating a safe and confidential space for those entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And before we go on to the next question, I really want to post something to both of you. My sense is that you're both pretty entrepreneurial in your work and in your life. Do you consider yourselves entrepreneurial, Rachel? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think it's just to pick up on AJ, like identifying that opportunity, right? And helping people succeed. That is the thing. Like, how can we strengthen you? How can we overcome barriers? I don't have much tolerance for fake barriers. And sometimes people really perceive this wall. Sometimes there's a ladder right there and you can go over it. Important piece. Yeah. Well, that's a key entrepreneurial trait, finding solutions. And the way to that is sometimes not the most direct line. Yeah, absolutely. So AJ, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? I do, but how about you? Through and through. (laughs) It's always, you know, honestly, it's always been more as a community type entrepreneur or a volunteer. I have served in so many capacities that have been for fundraisers for organizations, but that in itself is entrepreneurial and trying to come up with new creative ways to reach people and raise money. Now I have a daughter who's very interested in having her own business. She's only 10. And I am going to encourage that as much as I possibly can, because I was there once. You're very creative. And now it's more common and supported. So yes, I really think that there's a creative solution for everything and you have to roll with it. So many of us that are left in Cheyenne County after Cabela's left refuse to leave. And you have to be creative and find resources or, or find a need in the community and how we can bring that to them. So Yes. I mean, I feel like I'm excited to help other people build theirs because it takes a little bit of that pressure off, but it's easy to get excited with people about their business ideas and help bounce ideas off of each other. Absolutely. So I'm going to kind of approach this next question to each of you, but from a different perspective. So AJ, you are the entrepreneurial navigator in Cheyenne County, working with Sydney and Potter and other communities. Share with us a little bit about your perspective on why you think what the community is doing with E3, which stands for Energizing Entrepreneurial Ecosystems, an initiative of the Nebraska Community Foundation in partnership with these communities, why you think this is important and why do you think the role that you're now hired to do is so critical for the future of your community? Entrepreneurs are busy running their business while juggling that work-life balance. They may not have time to do the research or know who to reach out to for help. So the e-navigator serves as the first point of contact for new and existing business owners that need assistance. 
I like to explain my role as the, hey, Google for small businesses, <laughs> whether it be marketing, financing, retiring, relocating, whatever that topic is, the e-navigator can navigate or point business owners in the right direction. So having a neutral person to turn to for assistance can be a game changer for success. Yeah. Well, and this is really important right now in Sydney and Cheyenne County because the community took a hit when Cabela's was bought by Bass Pro Shop and you lost a lot of jobs. But at the same time, the renewal that's occurring in the community, the number of businesses that have started, expanded, it's really a critical time in the future of your hometown. I would agree with that. Like I said, there are so many of us that refuse to move and that's where you see things really happening. You had the interview with Caleb and he talked about traveling and how, why can't Ord, Nebraska have those things? And there's so many of us that think the same thing. Why can't Cheyenne County have those things, right? How do we bring that light and that renewal back to us? And people are making it happen. And so I think it's just being open-minded. And again, that creative problem solving, that's going to make all the difference. Absolutely. So Rachel, your turn. You're not the entrepreneur navigator in your community, although I sense in your work, you've done some of this kind of work with businesses as you try to help them find solutions, but you serve as the coordinator and you're working with an entrepreneur navigator. So share a little bit again around why you and St. Helens Embrace Grow, which stands for Growing Rural Oregon. It's the Entrepreneur Communities Initiative in Oregon. And your role as a coordinator and working with the navigator. Yeah, thanks for that, Don. Our community is at a time of rebirth and change. Like we are redeveloping our beautiful waterfront on the Columbia River with a lot of community partners are coming in, are starting new initiatives, are really getting to their mission focus on how to support business. And GROW just really complements all of the work going on. It is this time of amazing possibility. We've got some really motivated stakeholders here. So in my role as the community coordinator, I work hand in hand with the navigator. I make many, many referrals. I listen for opportunities to connect people. And I manage and convene the leadership team So these are, it's a combination of economic development professionals, entrepreneurs, service providers in our community who are like-minded, who feel the sense of possibility and want to input to that, want to bring their talents and passions. So it's an exciting time being the relationship person. It's a really great fit and bringing that team together. Also making sure our navigator is supported right? This work does not happen in a vacuum. You have wins, you have losses, working with people who run into obstacles. So really making sure that our navigator supported, making sure the team is high functioning and setting strategy is really important to me. Using the E2 market research and analysis and internalizing that is an important part and a point that I keep coming back to. So yeah, I do. I convene and support that leadership team. I monitor progress. I manage the funding and administration. I've done work as a grant writer and kind of know to look around for helpful resources whose missions fit with ours. Most importantly in my mind, though, is really kind of spreading this gospel that every town has talent. And with the right support at the right time, that talent can grow 
and be this powerful, positive force for growth and change. Yeah, I think you nailed it. And that's where the hope and the opportunity rests is right in our communities are the people who can make a difference for themselves and in turn make our communities better. You know, both of your communities share one thing in common. You have great leadership teams that are involved with your entrepreneurship initiatives. I mean, I've gotten to know the Sydney team a little more, Rachel, but as I've listened to Patty and Tara, who work with you all, I get the sense that you've got a great team as well. How important is it to have those leadership teams that are really committed to doing this work? You know, even the biggest cheerleader needs a team to back them, right? (laughs) And I think that my network that they created before I even came in here, you know, I came in a year and a half into a pilot program and they had to build this network and build these relationships. And they built the awareness because that's how I knew about the position is that I started following the group and I wanted to be a part of it. I didn't know what it was, but it looked exciting. It was for businesses by businesses. And I wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. So I followed the group and that's how I found out about this role. And the longer I've been in role, again, only four and a half months at this point, but I have so much respect for the hard work that all those individuals had to put in to get it to this place. And the people that you have to face, because not everybody understands this movement and not everybody is supportive. And so it's important to understand where that friction is and help with that narrative, right? And so coming in as a neutral person from a Potter community where most of the leaders are from Sydney, but also trying to represent Gurley and Dalton and Lodgepole who are also in the county. And it's super important to have that body of leadership that is supportive of the bigger picture. And we have that here. And we're really, really fortunate because otherwise it wouldn't be happening. Anyone that I've come into contact with that gives me the time to talk about what we're doing and what my role is, is on board. How do I help? And eventually I will need their help. I just haven't gotten there yet. And so it's a game changer. You have to have a supportive group of people. Right. And you put together, Rachel, an amazing team in St. Helens. Talk a little bit about why that collaborative team is so important to what you're trying to do with entrepreneurship. Well, I enjoy building and working with teams very much and convening different perspectives and different talents. And that's, we've got such a diversity of perspectives represented at our table. We've got some direct service folks, some business support people, but also government, nonprofit sector, and then our kind of larger, more traditional economic development folks to bring their perspectives. And there are a lot of lessons learned at that table. It's really been valuable to hear of those things that didn't quite work out or this approach that wasn't so helpful for people and to reorient ourselves based on that collective wisdom has been helpful and a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. So folks, we're getting towards the end of our time, but I've got one more question for each of you. And that is, you clearly love your hometown. So while this is work you're doing, this is also where you live, the place you call home. Share with me what you hope is true in your community based on this work a year from now. And so, Rachel, let's go to you first. What do you hope is going to be possible as you do another year's work with this? 
I really believe that we are a connected culture. I think in a year to be able to really share some of those stories, share some of the successes and talk about seizing opportunity and what that looks like for the individual, but also also for us in government and in professional economic development. Like if we can really be clear about making opportunity, finding that through networking in our community, just showing how that rising tide really does lift everyone. That's a thing. I see a connected culture where entrepreneurship is recognized and valued. And that culture change part and that real movement building part is exciting. And I see it growing. I can feel it here in our community. That's great. Great vision. AJ, what do you hope will be true a year from now? With this being a new role and still, in a sense, a new organization, or like I call it a movement, you know, with E3, is that just hoping to build that awareness of the resources and opportunities that are available to business owners, because I'm even shocked as being a previous business owner, learning of things I didn't even know exist. And so just trying to make sure they're visible and they're out there and promoting all the programs that we have locally and statewide. But then also just helping owners know that they have support from an organization that solely exists to support them and see them succeed. I am a free service. There's no strings attached. And I, you know, to get that street cred, you know, in order to get people through the door and allow me a conversation, is it just a big opportunity in itself that in in turn, it will turn into, you know, numbers and metrics that the community and investors want to see. But right now, you know, my year is focused on building relationships and awareness on programs, because all of that will come out in turn as a result of that work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, to each of you, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for having us. This has been a fun opportunity. Thank you so much, Don. You bet. Well, I'm going to look forward to working with both of you. But as we wrap up, folks, I want to remember and share with you some of the resources that are available to you by going to our website, energizingentrepreneurs.org. You can access a whole set of free resources. You can obtain connections to all the podcasts that we have done. And also one of the things that Tara and Christina and our team have been working on is some theme pages. So if you're looking for solutions on financing or e-navigators, those theme pages have both our resources and our podcasts so that make it more easy for you. And as always is the case, reach out to me and I'll try to network you to resources. Specific to this podcast, we will be sharing some information about our entrepreneurial navigators and our ecosystem building work information about the professional training that both AJ and Rachel went through. They were part of our pilot class to provide some additional support. And of course, we'll share more about the good work that is going on in St. Helens, Oregon, and in Cheyenne County, Nebraska. So on behalf of my guests guests today, it's been great to have you as an audience. All my best and all our best to you, our listeners, and your efforts to grow a stronger rural America one community at a time. Thanks and take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. Head on over to energizingentrepreneurs.org where you can subscribe to this podcast and tap into more than 25 years of field experience from E2 Entrepreneurial Ecosystems. 
I'm Don Mackey, and I'll see you next time on Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. Mm-hmm.